재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 in Seoul and on streaming platforms all around the world. Our Mark Wilson is an artistically-minded guy, and so we've given him his very own segment called Artistic Wanderings. He nomadically explores the city for museums, galleries, art-related events. And even though it's an extreme challenge to convey some of that stuff on radio because it's visual, he says he's going to give it a try. Mark, welcome. Good morning, Clerk. Glad to be here. All right. So last week, we had a Dokdo Day-related exhibition uh, that invited, interestingly, domestic Korean artists and international artists around the world. What do we have something what do we have this week is it something similar or It is quite different and it has a very different feel this time around. Mm. Uh, again last week at the Seoul Art Center I really felt like I was among the how do I say this like the artistic elite. Mm-hmm. Top catered food, top tier artists, professors and enthusiasts and Frankly, it was a bit intimidating to try to talk or interview some of the artists because they just came off as so distinguished. Hey, you're up to it, Mark. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's right. Don't be intimidated by it. That's right. Thank you. All right. (laughs) But uh, this time around, it was a very different feel, and I do not mean this in a negative way at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for many of the artists, it was their first show. In Mm. fact, some were still students. Some were still studying. Okay. And I'm talking a first in many things, a first in displaying their works, and for some, even discussing and describing their works. A bit of a coming out party for them in the artistic world, kind of. That's right. Uh, Where was this? Right. So the name of the venue or the studio is called Side Yogwan, and Mm. it's tucked away behind Dongdaemun Station. And it's really tucked away, as in it's packed in and surrounded by old Hanok houses and buildings. Mm. And in fact, that's exactly what Side Yogwan was. At one point, it was a jokbang or a post-war communal house. Jokbang, like a, a post-war. I guess you know people are trying to survive after a war. Perhaps their homes have been destroyed, so this is like a place where they would kind of cram in together and just sort of help each other out. That's exactly it. This building uh, itself was two floors, and it essentially looked like an old, gutted-out jokbang building. The rooms were quite small, and. If you were in, if there are two or three people in there looking at the pieces, it already felt pretty crowded. So that could give you an idea of the Mm. size of the rooms. It sort of had a retro look to it and holes in the walls so large that you could walk through some of them into other rooms. And the sensor didn't even have a roof. Now, I'm not saying it's dilapidated at all because it wasn't. Some people go for that look. Yeah. I mean, there's some bars and restaurants. There's one in uh, near my neighborhood that they go for that look. It's mm-hmm. like a gutted. Exposed, yeah. like iron. It looks like yeah. the place has been bombed. That's right. You know? Yeah. And it really, I, I would like to say, it had the, this retro kind of artistic vibe to it. Sure. And I talked with the owner. Pak Hong Suk, who is originally from the area, he installed this venue because the area itself was aging a bit and many of the places were demolished. So he wanted to bring some of that artistic flair back into that community. If you want to actually see some of the actual uh, work and the walkthrough of the venue itself, make sure to check out Korea's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And that's a new thing, by the way, which each of the artistic wanderings that I do is I go ahead and I have a gallery kind of virtual walkthrough. You can go check it out online. Multimedia Mark Wilson. That's what we're going to start calling you. Thank you very much for that extra work. Hey, Very much appreciated. Yeah, they've got our feed up now. We've got some photos and we're uploading the video so you can take a virtual walk through 
what uh, Mark saw. So this is, uh, what did you say the gentleman's name was? Um, Mr. Pak, who yes. uh, organized it? Well, in fact, it was him and a combined effort with a non-profit team called Crazy Multiply. Mm. Now, this is a very dan- dynamic team of six art curators, all women, with many different backgrounds, but they also share a heavy enthusiasm towards art or are artists themselves or curators. Cool name, Crazy yeah. Multiply. Is that yeah. translated or do they call themselves crazy? They just call themselves Crazy Multiply, multiply. yeah. yeah. All <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm going to go over the uh, members here because uh, I would like to really work with them in the future. So here we go. There are six members. First is Tina Leskowski, and she does a lot of the media work, and she was the one with the camera around taking all the photos. Mm. You know, I was just taking a photo with just my cheapo uh, phone, but she had the nice uh, SLR, you know. Yeah, don't sell yourself short. All right, all right. And then there's Gigi Arredondo, and she did a lot of the work with the actual setting up and the curating itself. Mm. Uh, Pak Suki, or aka Suki, who helped out a lot helps out a lot with the marketing mm. but she also helped me a whole lot when it came to interpreting with the artists mm-hmm. kalina carter who is also a major curator and artist but she was essentially like the spokesperson for the event mm-hmm. she was the pers- first person i met and she just really knew what to say next is samantha blumenfeld aka rory blue who first worked with design and art direction but now she does all the printing needs for mm-hmm. the crazy multiply and finally, Beck Suhye, aka Miss Beck, and she's the curate. She's also a curator, but essentially, she's the one who created this Mayfly event. And I just felt so cool because everybody had these like aka like aliases, yeah. and you know, I'm I like, I'm that. in it. I'm in the art community. You now. are in the art. Yeah. There's no doubt that you're in the art community. Yeah. And it, I can hear from the different types of names. Very uh, international group as well. Yes, that's correct. So Mayfly, break it down. Right, so the official title of the event is called Mayfly 14, as in there have been 14 Mayfly events. Mayfly 14, Next Generation, A Slice Room, Jokbang, Junshihi. Sorry for my Korean. This is now going on until November 4th, 6 p.m., so it's going to end this coming weekend. Mm. And the last curator that I introduced... Beck Suhye, a.k.a. Miss Beck, is the one who started these Mayfly series. So I'm hearing Mayfly. Why is it called this and what is it about? Right. So to understand what the Mayfly is and how the series came to be, first you need to know a bit more about Miss Beck. She studied fine art and history in London for five years. Then she came back to Korea in late 2013. Mm. When she arrived back in Seoul, she wanted to get back into the art scene, but she's really taken back by how many regulations there were to enter your works into shows or contests. You needed to have certain qualifications, degrees, or certificates, or you needed to come from a certain art school, or in one case, you needed to be under 35 to participate. And she just didn't think that was right or fair. So in this next audio clip, I'll let her explain for herself what she did. What defines an artist? Like, if you do something for yourself and creative, then you can call yourself artist, I think. So I wanted to make a platform for everyone who can exhibit if they want to. It's, I think it's always better than make your art and sitting them in your studio and not showing it in public. And people thought it's, um, it's costing too much money, or some people who didn't study at art school, they thought they don't have anyone, but it's, they're never... 
have any chance to do solo exhibition because they're not sure and it's too expensive and no time. So I thought if I open up an exhibition for everyone who applied, then they're automatically in. And all they need to do is install and deinstall their artwork and just uh, be at the opening. So they can explain about their work and they can mingle and socialize with people from various genres and backgrounds. Opening up the art tent, making it accessible for various genres and backgrounds, she said. And I think you said, uh, important that the age uh, bandwidth be wide as well, old, young, and in between. I mean, it's just so much more than that. For example, this was the first time that some of the artists talked about the works to anybody. Mm. When I asked for an interview, uh, many were incredibly shy. Even with Suki and Miss Beck, who helped with interpretation, you could tell that this was a first for them to really talk about their works to somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's a quality that I think as an artist, you probably should have. Too. Well, the artwork is your speech right. in a way. It's, yeah. They're not necessarily given to speaking in you that's know, true. words all the that's time. That's very true. That's I don't want to stereotype true. them, but oftentimes the work speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. It? But I will tell you, um, it, does, it sure does help if you can go ahead and explain it as well, especially to a lot of viewers that will see mm-hmm. your work and they don't quite get it. Or, it, you know, sometimes it's good to just be able to have that ability to go ahead and sit down and talk about it. So with these women, uh, with Miss Beck and with all of Crazy Multiply, they were giving tips to the artists about how to curate. They were giving tips to uh, how to talk to me. Like In a sense, you could almost mm-hmm. feel that they were just like, come on, you can say this or go ahead and, and say this about this part. bit of media training for the artists. Yeah, it is. It really is. They were on the younger side of things? Uh, yeah, so they were all over the place, but they were varied in age, but some were still studying. And essentially, it was an open gallery, but there wasn't really an underlying theme, or so I thought at first. Mm-mm. But the more that I studied each room, I did feel a bit of connection between the artists, a collective theme. Connection of what sort? That each room, again, in a small space, really gave you a window into the artist's mind on a core emotional level. For example, one artist... Yi Jong-min focuses pieces on the recent loss of his father. Mm. You could feel the sense of loss and sorrow when you stepped in his room. Bae Sung-yo's paintings were strikingly colorful to me, and it turned out that he was severely colorblind. Wow. And it's a really big complex for him. Mm. And you could sense that in the figures that he painted. Shin Miltu's piece was a wooden chair, and just above it was a yellow water balloon just about to burst, and she wanted to show, like, the... Anxiety that we could face. Kind of a balloon sword of Damocles. Um, were there usually these things, there tend to be like performances. Was there a performance here? There was. There was a group and they are called Au Au Au. And in English, it looks like Au Au Au, but it's more like a chant like Au Au Au. Okay. Yeah. And uh, let's hear, we actually have a clip of their performance. All right. Got a bit of a, I don't know, an invocation there, kind of uh, almost a ritual. Yeah, yeah, a bit. And there was almost a ritualistic dance to it as well. You can check that out online. And there are four members, Hyo Jung Park, the vocalist you just heard, but there are many vocalists. There's Hyun Jung Che, who had the idea of the performance, and he also played that didgeridoo that mm-hmm. you heard. Uh, 
Yongju Lee, who is another vocalist, and she did the dances that you can see online. And San Sik Sung, the director, who also played the janggu, the traditional Korean drum. Mm. Yeah. And they were very fascinating. And unfortunately, uh, we couldn't put on the interview. But they really considered the space that they used. And it was a really... I'm usually a bit hesitant with performance arts because sometimes... I'll be honest, it can be a bit out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially modern art. Yeah, it's right. It's a little challenging. But this, this was not that. This was very, just very entertaining. They used all of the, the space. We as, as an audience were moving around constantly. Uh, it was very interactive at one point. Uh, uh, were you saying, au, au, au? Uh, I was not. I was not. But okay. it, it, there was no, I don't think there was a point where we had to do that. But it was very interactive. We were moving around as an audience, like from different places of the venue mm-hmm. and uh they really worked with history of the history of the building and things like that it was really great mark if people want to experience your artistic wandering there's our social media platforms where we've got your video and your photos but if they want to do the real thing in person where do they go again all right they go to dongdimun and that goes until november 4th go ahead and you can check out crazy multiply or owl 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 right on their social media Facebook.com slash Koreascape. Get all the details. Mark, thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Kurt. And Koreascape returns in just a moment.